Hi, welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Let's get started. Did you know that on jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can enroll in the academy I created for listeners just like you? I've created courses you may take at your own pace, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Enroll in one of the classes today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you engage in effective communication. I'll also be interviewing author and thought leader, Tom Bond, who reviews his number one Amazon bestseller, The Compassion Book, Lessons from the Compassion Course. His book and interview will remind you to always come from a place of compassion when you engage with others. For more information about Tom, please visit tombond.com. That's T-H-O-M-B-O-N-D.com. You may also purchase his book on Amazon or in the previous guests sections in the stores at jamesmillerlifeology.com or lifeology.tv. I have some exciting news. Did you know that I'm on the radio three times a week? You may hear me on the same station on Tuesdays at 1.30 p.m., Fridays at 9.30 a.m., and Saturdays at 12.30 p.m. You may also hear me anytime on iHeartRadio as well as on all the other major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many others. Simply search for the show name, James Miller Lifeology. Are you struggling today to find your purpose? Has mediocrity set in and you can't imagine doing the same thing for the rest of your life? Are your relationships struggling or you aren't sure how to make long lasting changes in your life? Then today, contact me, James Miller. I will help you recognize the areas in your life that are going really well. And then we'll look at the areas in which you are struggling. We will create actionable solutions to help you create long lasting changes in your life. You don't have to do this alone. Go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out the form and it will be sent directly to me. Don't let another day go by without finding way. Your change can start today. Once again, go to my website, jamesmillerlifeology.com and click on the page, work with James. Fill out that form to get started today. Effective communication. We all like to think that we're great communicators. And so when we explain something to somebody and they just don't get it, sometimes we get really frustrated because we're certain we explained it in a very communicative way. The reality is what we say and what people hear are often very different. You're going to hear a great interview today with my guest, Tom Bond, who talks about ways to be compassionate when engaging with others. I wanted to come from a practical standpoint of a few little techniques that I like to teach when it comes to effective communication. Anytime you're going to talk to someone, you want to remind yourself of these three things. Is it the right time to talk to somebody? Is it the right place to talk to somebody? And lastly, is a person available for you to talk to? There's nothing worse than trying to share something with somebody and they're doing something else or perhaps they're at work or they're on their phone and you're pouring your heart out and they just don't seem to listen to you. That is very frustrating and sometimes we can feel very minimized by that. So that's one thing to really keep in mind. Anytime you're going to talk to somebody, sometimes it's important to plan to talk to them. Hey James, are you available to talk with me later this evening for maybe 45 minutes? That gives me time to say, sure, let me look at my calendar and yes, I can talk to you tonight for 45 minutes. And in that time, when that person's speaking to me, it's important for the person or even myself to be able to set the objectives. If you're talking to somebody and they've had a really rough day and they just pour their heart out to you and really vent about all the frustrations, and if you automatically go into problem-solving mode and that's not what they were looking for, unfortunately, you've inadvertently created a rift between the two of you because they're not looking for advice. They're looking just to vent. Or conversely, once again, you had a rough day and you're telling your partner about this and they just listen, but you're looking for advice. It's important for the person speaking to say, all right, I'm gonna share this with you. All I'm looking for is just for shoulder to cry on, or I just wanna vent and get this off my chest. I'm not looking for anything from you. 
Or I'm really struggling with this. Can you please give me some advice on this? Can you help me problem solve this? That makes it very easy for the listener to know exactly what their role is or what the expectation is. And additionally, if you're about to hear somebody say something and they don't set those objectives, then it's your responsibility as a friend or partner to say, what do you want from me before you start talking? Because I want to make sure that I can be the best and active listener for this conversation. And then you can go through and name those things. That is always going to mitigate, or in other words, that's always going to get in front of any potential discord that either one of you may experience. Because remember, someone's coming to you because they're hurting. And if they're hurting, you want to make sure that you both align or connect in a healthy way. But if you're trying to help and they're not looking specifically for your help or your advice, unfortunately, you've distanced yourself from them and it could inadvertently create a rift. So these are really practical and effective tools to start a conversation or to speak with people. Remember, these are the right time, the right place, and are they available? And then from then on, you want to set the objectives of what you're looking to accomplish with this conversation. Stay tuned for this really great interview with Tom Bond, who once again is going to really help you look at this in even a greater expansive way when it comes to compassionate conversations. A quick example of one of the courses you'll find in the academy entitled, When All Hell Breaks Loose. (laughs) We've all experienced those times when nothing seems to go right. This class will specifically train you how to process the event, regroup, and use what was thought as a stumbling block and turn it into a stepping stone. Enroll in the class today. Tom Bond is a thought leader, author, activist, and teacher. He is best known as creator and leader of the Compassion Course, a comprehensive online training in compassionate thought and action with participants in 110 countries. His new book, The Compassion Book, Lessons from the Compassion Course, is a number one new release in conflict management and family conflict resolution on Amazon.com. Tom has catalyzed a worldwide movement crossing cultural boundaries without exception. Welcome to my show, Tom. Thank you. It's fun to be here. Wonderful. Well, congratulations first off for the amazing success of your book. That's, that's really amazing that you're able to be the number one bestseller on Amazon. That's, that's a wonderful accomplishment. Thank you. Did you always know that it was in your personality or in your background to be a compassionate thought leader? Um, I would have to say I discovered that about me uh-huh. when I was about 12 years old. Ooh, okay. Um, strangely enough, I'm a little older than 12 now. <laughs> and um, I, uh, it, my introduction to this whole uh really it wasn't really an introduction it was more like what compelled me was reading life magazine oh really um in 1969 i believe it was and um there was a a a pictorial on war on the Mm. war in vietnam and it was the first time in my life that i really got the real view, not the Hollywood view and mm-hmm. not the, not the make-believe view that we had on, on television or when we played games. I saw for the first time the incredible amount of pain that mm-hmm. humans were somehow capable of inflicting upon one another. And it just, it rocked my world. Yeah. It changed the way I, I saw everything and it, was so disturbing to me. I, I remember so clearly thinking, is this really, really, really true? And so my thing was I went to the grown-ups and I said, this, this is, what, what is this? This is craziness. And um, they all assured me mm-hmm. that no war is a part of how we do business here as humans. It's part of the human experience. Wow. That's so sad. Yeah. And I remember even back then thinking, no, no, mm-hmm. no, no, I'm not buying it. Mm-hmm. 
The thing is, I was 12 and I'm not, I wasn't highly educated. And it, this was just simply from my gut. Yeah. And so that began really my search. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until about the year 2000. And I came across Marshall Rosenberg's book called Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life. And that was what I was looking for. Because mm. it really boils down to just effective communication as well. When we have more violent conversations, it's incredibly ineffective because people only focus on the aggression and not what's actually being said. And so there's not going exactly. to be a conflict. There's going to be no resolution. It's going to be conflictual. Yes. Going back to what you said as far as 12 years old, that would actually make sense for me. So uh, from a psychological standpoint, for my listeners, most around the age of 12 is when children really understand the concept of death, destruction, war. It really crystallizes and solidifies in their brain of what that abstract concept is. And so yeah. it makes sense to me that that would be your, your awakening. And then now look at you now. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It, it was. And what Marshall gave me and, you know, what I've, re- I've, he was, um, really my my greatest teacher mm, that's great um he he gave me a, a real skill set like he developed a set of concepts that really work like and he he paid attention to language which ultimately is how we can pay attention to thought right mm-hmm. we can kind of reverse engineer our thinking if we pay attention to how we speak yes. and so what he had identified was that the language that we typically use, which is, I'm gonna call the language of judgment, okay. where we tell people about what's going on through this idea of what's right and what's wrong, or what we should or shouldn't be doing. And what Marshall came up with is, no, we can look at things differently. We can talk about what our universal human needs are mm-hmm. and shift this shift the conversation from what's right and wrong to what can we do to make things better. So more of a proactive approach. Yeah. And by, by managing our language, by paying attention to our language and ultimately paying attention to how we think Mm -hmm. that gives us the power to influence the level of connection that we experience with ourselves and with other people. That, that obviously really resonates with me. Uh, you know, the whole aspect of just even word choices that we'll use. For example, if I yeah. use the word love between, you know, two adults like us versus maybe to a 13-year-old girl, that concept of love is going to be completely different. And mm-hmm. So understanding how the, I guess, essentially reading the room <laughs> when you yeah. do talk to someone is who's going to understand what I'm saying. And so, and, but yeah. I like the proactive approach that you take because communication should be fluid, but we should also be actionable it should be progressive as opposed to just saying something without yeah. without any um i guess connection or interaction between individuals yeah and if, if right if it doesn't connect then it's not doing its job mm-hmm. it's ineffective sure so you know i like to use the example of hey would you like to have a conversation with me about how stupid you are um <laughs> you know versus versus <laughs> would you like to have a conversation with me about how we can understand each other better and how yes. we can get along and have more flow <laughs> so what what i teach is how to recognize these moments uh-huh. when we're kind of shifting into this judgment speak, which is going to guarantee that we disconnect. And so what do we do? Well, we can change the message by being aware of our thoughts and we can replace the old ideas of right and wrong and should and shouldn't with 
what works? What would I like to experience? Mm-hmm. And so it's really from an, you know, my background's in engineering and, and from an engineering perspective, this is the way to go. Yes, I was going to say that. This is very practical, very pragmatic, very yeah. linear in that respect. Yeah, it, it is yeah. really true. How did you, how did you develop your, your, the compassion, uh, the compassion course? Well, I had been studying, I would say, oh, nine, seven, maybe even 10 years. And mm. when I, I had noticed that it was, I just wanted it out there. I wanted mm-hmm. more people to, to understand what was going on. And it seemed like it was hard to do that unless people came to workshops and it, it became a a pretty complex logistical thing. And so I said, no, let's just make this super simple. I will send you an, I'll send you a course. I'll send you an email every week for a year. (laughs) And, and in that email, there's going to be a concept for us. And there's going to be a story which Mm -hmm. shows how that concept works because concepts just hanging out there don't really help Mm -hmm. us too much. And so every, every week, Every chapter has a very specific manifestation of that concept and how it really changes life. Mm, I like and, that. And, that we, and then I also include exercises so that you can really build your muscles when it comes to doing this work. And I should have asked you this from the, from the get-go, but what is your connotation? In other words, what is your meaning of the word compassion? So we all understand that. I like to think of compassion as this is simply the experience of caring mm-hmm. and more importantly ca- caring about others as if so we can get to the point if, if if we're if we're good at this we can get to the point where we naturally naturally care about one another not not because we should be caring about each other but because we just we do because of our awareness. And what I mean by that is the awareness of our universal human needs. Mm -hmm. And it's when I can connect to that, when I can empathize, right, is a word that we Mm -hmm. use to really get not, not, not co-experience, but to deeply understand and respond to what somebody's going through Mm -hmm. and not just what their words are, but what their actual experience is, what's going on in there. And I like that part of the true caring component, and I can even liken that to a form of altruism as well, mm-hmm. really wanting to understand why someone's struggling and wanting to help them without anything in return. And I think the yeah. more often we all do that, it creates this symbiotic or in other words, this synergistic. So everyone is kind of doing the same thing and it creates an energy where it can really become a movement when people are continually be aware of that. Yes. And so what we can do personally, each one of us, is practice seeing what I call the parallel universe of mm-hmm. needs. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, when we good. see that, it, we're naturally, we're just naturally compassionate. Mm-hmm. And, and when we're compassionate, that compassion's compelling. And that's, you know, like I said, I'm an engineer. I, I want things to change. I want things to get better. And so this is how I see that. I, I really believe that one of the greatest in, in discoveries of the 20th century is that when we become acutely aware or keenly aware of one another's feelings and needs, we naturally care about one another. Mm-hmm. And then when we start naturally caring about one another, then we're going to act. Yeah. And so what does compassion address? 
just about everything. It certainly does. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it addresses poverty. You're not going to let your neighbor starve. Why? Because you understand what's going on for your neighbor. And so this is a way for us to really up the game around understanding each other, no matter what we've done, no matter where we live. You talked about empathy and self-empathy and talking about Mm -hmm. it being the breath of compassion. Could you tell us more about that? Sure. In order to empathize with somebody else, Mm-hmm. It's very important for me to understand why am I even doing that? Why do I care? What's going on for me? So the original point of contact has to be internal. And so that's self-empathy. What do I want to be experiencing right now? And then from that place, now I've got myself grounded. Mm-hmm. And then from that place, I'm way more likely to care about somebody else. And I I put myself in a position to be curious and then to be able to ultimately develop a caring or a compassion for others. Yeah. And that's, that's definitely putting that vicarious feeling of understanding what they are or, you know, going, putting yourself in another person's shoes and really helps them understand what the process is and, and how to really unify that expression. So everyone can, can help each other. Switching gears here a little bit. Um, you, you were talking about non non-conflictual communication. What would you say is the main reason why many people do struggle? They have this conflict or this, this aggression. Well, it's been, I believe it's been taught to us to when our needs are not met to blame people. It's, I, I remember, yeah. I, think of any major, you know, uh, c- conflict. What's the topic? Who's wrong? Mm-hmm. Sure. And so that was automatically going to put us at odds. And how do we ever, how do we recover from that? How do we come back? Where's our common ground? And if, if we can't, then what does that mean for us? If we can't come back together after falling apart, what does that mean for our future? It's, Mm -hmm. It's a little scary for me. And so what this does is it allows us a way of looking at ourselves and looking at at other people's actions mm-hmm. from this perspective of universal human needs so that we can rethink and say, okay, why did they do that? Well, they were trying to meet their needs. Why would somebody punch somebody in the nose? Well, it could be, it could be security. It could be self-expression. Why would somebody drop a bomb on somebody's house? Mm-hmm. It could be security. It could be, it could be self-expression. So if we were able to look at all actions and bring it back to this universal set of needs that we have, no matter what somebody has done, it gives us the ability to reconnect because ultimately, ultimately, we are all just the same. Yes. It's just that we've been through different experiences. Well, the way I hear that as well is looking at the motivation for why people do it. Not what the actions are per se, but the motivation yeah. for what was a causality or what was the intrinsic need that they had in order to express themselves. For example, if they can't express themselves with words, you know, yes. in psychology, we teach whatever you perceive to be true determines what you feel, determines what you do. So if someone's, mm-hmm. so, if someone's perception is skewed, if they're using like a thinking error of some sorts, mm-hmm. um, and so their emotions become inflamed and all of a sudden they react in a very visceral way, well, unfortunately, they weren't able to, fi- to, to be able to communicate. So I think it really goes back to right. if we get lost in the weeds, if you will, in other words, lost in what the person does, it doesn't allow for us to say, wow, this, person, this person's really struggling here. 
even though they've, they've hurt me, if you will, or they've done yeah. something against me, let me put that aside because they don't know how to say what they need. You know, you think of a child, a baby, the parents, it takes some time for them to figure out what their child is actually conveying if they're only able to cry. Well, what kind of cry is that? Is that a, is that a hungry cry? Is that a, a sleepy cry? And so when we think of it in that respect and remove the action of it and really come to the internal part of it. I think that's where people can really start to convey and help that person find their voice in an effective way. Absolutely. And so the, by choosing how we think, right, by choosing Mm -hmm. what words we're going to focus on and therefore what we think we can, we can find a path to connection. Sure. Whereas if we're in that kind of judgment mode and thinking, well, you're being rude or you're, you're being selfish or I, none of those are, are connecting ideas. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And I can see that would be conflictual. Sure. Yeah. And under every judgment, this is a pretty cool thing under every judgment. I'm not saying most, I'm saying everyone (laughs) there's an unmet need. Mm -hmm. And so if I see somebody judging or I can tell you they're in pain. They have an unmet need. And so this gives me a way of moving from this place of they're selfish or they're stupid or they're self-centered to they're in pain. And I know what pain is. We all know what pain is. And that's a great thing about lifeology is it's, it's actually a literary term that was used to describe everybody as far as everybody has a story or a lesson to teach and to learn. And so mm-hmm. unfortunately, in, when, in a lot of the biographies you'd read, it's about the quote successful people. But in lifeology, we all are successful in our own way. And so that's yeah. one thing I really like about this show, if I may say so, is mm-hmm. it, allow, it teaches us and it, it connects us all because the way that our life the experiences that we have may be different, but the emotionality and what we experience is the same. And that's one reason why I really try and connect everybody as much as possible by creating these universal truths, by creating these actionable items that we all can learn from and teach each other. And this is a stellar one as well, that whole concept of compassion and really mm. helping everybody understand that people are, when they do express themselves ineffectively, it is coming from a place of pain or a place of discord. So thank you really for, for, sharing this yeah. with us. Yeah. We only have a few more minutes, but you, um, you're in 110 different countries. Tell yeah. us how that even came about. Uh, well, I, I, the first year, as I said, I just, my main goal here was accessibility. Mm-hmm. So my sure. first year, I just put it out there and um, on the internet. And I am so grateful <laughs> that we live right now yeah. uh, because we have this amazing tool and That's great, yeah. <laughs> it took me by surprise. I, I really, James, I got to tell you, I was I had no idea. Mm. And it just kept just kept spreading and then after a couple of years I get a phone call from my uh from my colleague Gabi Vana in Austria and she said, "Tom, can I can I translate this into German?" Oh, wow. Please. <laughs> I said, oh, that's amazing. Sure. And then I heard from Shah, Shahina's El Hanawai, and she asked me, Tom, can I translate this into Arabic, please? Wow. And so I was like, of course, of course. And so I worked with these folks, and we now have it in Spanish as well. And wow. we're, we have a Russian translation in the works. That's uh, amazing. We have, uh, we have let's see, a... a Finnish translation. Uh, we're looking at Polish. Uh, so it's just it just caught on, and, mm-hmm. and um, which told me that I must be on the right track when we're talking about 
our universal mm-hmm. humanity, right? Well, not only that, but it also, there's a, everyone's thirsty for this. Everyone craves this. And because we're all in this world, the world nowadays is so chaotic, maybe because we hear about it more because of social media, because of the internet. Yeah. But I think everybody just craves that, that, that need or that desire to create a world that is loving. You know, I mean, you know, for example, yeah. like even on social media, when I look, I don't really look at stuff now, but there was a time when it was fun and now it's not, you see these, mm. everyone is bickering, everyone's hating, everyone's just, it's, and it's not a fun place to be at times or, you know, to, to be, to, to read those things. Absolutely. And so, yeah. This is a wonderful thing. Once, once again, a wonderful testament to the work that you're doing because so many people, 110 people or 110 countries want yeah. this, are craving this. So once again, thank you so much for yeah. putting this out in the world. I, I really appreciate that. And I can speak for my listeners as well. Thank you. Th- thanks for letting me talk about it. Yes, of course. Unfortunately, our time is up, Tom, but if my listeners would like to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, The Compassion Book, Lessons from the Compassion Course, where would they find this information online? Uh, just go to Amazon. They're, they're covering, actually, Barnes & Noble now covers it as well. But if you just simply Google, well, or just my name, uh, T-H-O-M-B-O-N-D, everything kind of lays right out there. Uh, the book, the course, uh, a lot of my workshops are in there as well. And some of the videos I've done uh, are available as well. Okay. And your website itself is? Uh, the website for uh, our, my organization, which is the New York Center for Nonviolent Communication, uh, is one. So that's nycnvc.org. Uh, there's also, if you go to the compassioncourse.org, that's there as well. And you can go to the compassionbook.com, and there's information there as well. Wonderful. Well, I'll put all of those links in the show notes. And also, my listeners know that I do this as well, as I will put your book, The Compassion Book, Lessons from the Compassion Course, in the previous guests section in both of my websites, jamesmillerlifeology.com and lifeology.tv. I have two stores there as well that people can purchase it, should they not be able to find it on Amazon. Tom Bond, thank you so much for your amazing work and for your awesome guest on my show today. I really do appreciate your time. Thanks, James. I also want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with us today, or please go to my website where you may sign up for my free newsletter, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, or you may enroll in the Lifeology Academy where you can take self-directed courses which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. If you'd like to personally work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support and I'll talk to you soon.